Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. It's time now to go beyond the headlines. And for the next two hours, go where every sports fan wants to go. Behind the scenes and into the practice facilities, locker rooms, coaches' offices, and press boxes to get the info before anyone else. This is the ESPN 1320 Insiders. And we're back. We're back, baby. I feel yeah. like we're so back. I feel like we have been gone for six years. <clears throat> There's just so much that happened over the over the days we were gone. It really was only two days. We missed two shows. Then of course had the weekend and now and now we're back here. But just so it felt like so much happened over the weekend. I had family over for Thanksgiving, a decorating a decorated outdoors. Yep. For Christmas for the first time. Uh, indoors, we went all out this year. Shout out to my wife. She she she's typically been like, Christmas is your thing. Like I'll help if you need something, but you decorate and I'm gonna chill over here. <clears throat> and this year, she was like, Nah, I'm helping, and it looks way better. The inside of our house looks looks so much better this year. And it was just a really really fun long weekend. And I was sitting there today. You know, you you jumped into the rundown last night yep. and you put everything together. I'm sitting there today and I'm looking at like, man, I feel like the the Kings Pelicans game from last Wednesday is so far in the past. Oh yeah. It felt so long ago to me. It was a long time ago, Kyle. It's been like five days. Like I mean, almost a week. I know. This is crazy. <laughs> it, it is weird to take a couple of days off when you're in you're in a rhythm and you kinda yeah. like you're here every day and then all of a sudden it's like, hey, you know, and it's it's kind of been uh the same with the kings the kings have been gone for you know the six game road trip uh but uh, six games over what 12 13 days Mm -hmm. like no back-to-back well one set of back-to-backs in the middle it was a like a long road trip and Mm -hmm. i feel for them you know i feel for uh the guys who were on the road trip as well people like katie and and kyle you know had to travel the country to uh miss thanksgiving with their family and all that stuff so um, yeah, it's it's good to be back, and you know we got a lot to talk about, Kyle. Yeah, oh, there's there's a ton to get into. I hope you had a good holiday. I did have a good holiday. Uh, we'll call it a COVID Thanksgiving because I think that's what it will end up being. Unfortunately, like uh, it like it feels like everyone, not myself and not my family right now, but uh, sure, like uh, around the, the holidays, like everyone kind yeah. of like touched on it, and especially within like uh, you know the intermediate family, like we all. There, there was some, there's some concerns. 
<laughs> let's just say, let's just sure, say there's some, sure. you know, some people took a cruise a week before and like oh there's some, God, there's some concerns. So <laughs> that's bananas. We'll be all right. We'll be all right in the end. But, uh, you know, at the end of the day, you know, uh, it was it was a little bit derailed afterwards. You couldn't get me on a cruise. You'd have a tough time getting me on a cruise at all right now. A cruise right before the holidays? No chance. No chance. No chance. Yeah. I don't want to. I don't want to dive into your your family's business or anything. But we did. That's, uh, a, that's a choice. We did um, go Christmas uh, Christmas tree shopping. We we got our Christmas tree oh, yesterday. Um, nice little eight footer, like fits perfectly, like all the way Great. to the ceiling. Huge. Right. Uh, you know, we got, we got it up, uh, lights on it and everything. Decorated. Um, I, you know, I didn't look this morning to see my wife usually hangs at ornaments. Um, we did a bunch of work in the yard yesterday as mm. we were cleaning up as we, you know, you got to do a fresh cut on the end of your, uh, Christmas tree if you want it to last all the way through. So, of course. I, so I'd pulled the chainsaw out, you know, sawing through stuff. And do you cut down your own Christmas tree? In the past, yes, we used to go to a place called McBurney's uh, up in Cedar Ridge, which was incredible, but they got too popular and they can't keep up. So because you're growing trees, mm. um, they just couldn't keep up. And so we, we had to go to a place that's closer to us, but like kind, kind of up on a hill and we were able to get uh, a beautiful tree. Great. Trees are expensive now. Yeah, they are. Absolutely ridiculous. Yeah. Like, like, with our with our setup, and, and we'll get to, to King stuff, we have Niners- so, uh, not not a ton of Niners Seahawks necessarily, uh, but definitely looking back at, at, at that game from Thanksgiving and looking ahead to the to the Niners Eagles matchup and the NFC Championship rematch coming up, and of course the the Raiders lost to the to the Chiefs as well. But we ended up just getting a fake tree. Yeah, and I can't do it. I've always been very pro real tree. Yes. Until my dad was like, "But then with the fake tree, you don't have to put the lights on," and I'm like, "That kind of sounds nice." So. In the way my house is set up, a real tree wouldn't really work because of the width. And we found this really nice, tall, thin tree. Okay. If it's perfectly in our space and it works and it's fake. And then I just get candles that smell like a Christmas tree and I don't lose any of the ambiance. Okay. Yeah. I can see it, Kyle. It's a workaround. Now, the wife likes to go buy a couple of fake trees. Uh, like, we have a couple of fake trees in the house, but they're like extra trees. Like, our, our main Christmas tree is always... Uh, a real a real tree which it will continue to be as long as i can figure out a way to get the thing out of the vehicle you know my sons will have to come back years from now and like mm. carry the christmas tree in sure and all that stuff yeah right. it'll be the way it is like the back won't hold up <laughs> sure <laughs> i sure. can wheel the chainsaw kyle but i don't think i can carry <laughs> the thing in the house that's fine that's what you got that's what you got your two sons for that's right all right so i want to talk about something real quick before we do all the post-game analysis and breakdowns and all that. Okay. And this stems, this is something that I've thought about for a while now, but the Niners-Eagles rematch and the discourse around that, the early discourse around it, which began last night after the Eagles pulled out a miraculous 37-34 victory over the, over the Bills. Yep. I think we've lost the plot with sports. Because I saw and I and I and I understand that there there's going to be uh, a segment of 49er fan or, or analyst who says like, hey, this is a better team than the Eagles. Their dominance has been more sustained and their floor was lower, but they've been a more dominant team 
and you look at the talent and this and that. Okay, fine. But I feel like we've forgotten that wins are the point. Hmm. And I and and it, it's gotten to this like the Eagles are ten and one. They have figured out a way, come hell or high water, to win ten out of their eleven games. Hmm. And their one loss to the Jets, did Jalen Hurts lose his mind and throw three picks? Like, yeah, for sure. But they have figured out a way to scratch and claw and at the end of the day have more points than the opponent, which is the which is the, the goal of the sport. So I don't care about point differential. I don't care about EPA per play. I don't care about DVOA or whatever stat. The Eagles are really good at winning. And I think that that's that's just this one specific example. I think we've stopped doing that in sports in general. Okay, so here would be my counterpoint, Kyle. Because I don't disagree with you. I think we do overanalyze everything. Plus, it's it's also we're in a world where you're star. It's a star driven world. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, the stars are the big plays show up on uh, on Sports Center. So whether mm-hmm. your team wins or loses each week you get to see some incredible play and it could be an incredible play while a team is literally down 34 to seven, you know? So, so we live in this world, but my counterpoint would be, um, we, we had some of this discussion coming into the season and I would point out that Kyle, it was you more than me that was anti Minnesota Vikings from last season Mm -hmm. and thought that they were a fraud at 13 and three or 13 and four. Sure. And it's because their point differential and all these things were were wrong, you know. So uh, you might be right. Like the, at the end of the day, though, like winning is all that matters. And I think as someone who has covered the Sacramento Kings for you know more than uh, I would like to admit, uh, more years <laughs> than I would like to admit, sure. um, winning just became so secondary that I kind of like got in a mode where okay this is weird. They're winning. I don't know what to do with this. Yeah. And then you're always waiting for the other shoe to drop. Mm-hmm. So I think that there is a certain amount of like, how do we compare two teams? I, you know how we compare two teams, Kyle? We let them play next weekend. Yeah. The no two doubt. best teams no in doubt. the NFL will play next weekend. I, I think that that's it. I, I Here's my, here's my counterpoint to your counterpoint, <laughs> a rebuttal the, with the Vikings. It was out of nowhere. And it was it was like okay they're thirteen and four that's legitimate that's the play but are you gonna bet on them in the playoffs like no and then they go they lost to the Giants in the first round whereas this Eagles team was just in the Super Bowl and that's what makes their ten and one so much more impressive to me yeah how many teams have you seen lose the Super Bowl and then go six and ten the next year it ha- it, it 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 feels like it happens more times than not and yeah. so. So I maybe not six and ten, maybe that's dramatic, but you know, a game five hundred or a game over, you know, I'd have a very mediocre season. So I I I have so much more faith in the Eagles than I did in that in that Vikings team. But when it comes to like I just it felt like there was last night this this mm, what's the word I'm looking for? dismissal of the Eagles from a section of 49er fan. Oh yeah. I, I don't think you can do that. That's nuts to me. Yeah. That's no, no. absolutely insane. This is a really, really, really good team yeah. and it might be a Super Bowl winning team. Yes. Like they're going to be one of like three or four teams that have a chance to yes. win this whole thing. Yes. 
and as of right now, like I, I wouldn't, I would still probably put my money on them. Yeah. Like they're that good. I, and so yes. I, I think there is something though, to look at their wins and keep pointing out that they barely escaped like five wins a season. Yeah. They found a way, mm-hmm. but you know, I, I think they're a little bit more battle tested, which is something I think the 49ers should be slightly concerned with. Yeah. Like they're more battle tested. The, the 49ers lost three games in like really poor fashion. Right. And really it should have been two. They missed a field goal at the end well, of a game. Well, you know. Right. But that those are the kind of small differences. Jake yeah. Moody misses a 41 yarder and Jake Elliott in the rain drills a 59 yarder. Crazy. With, with plenty of distance. That was an insane kick. Yeah. He's got a but, leg. But, and then the Niners couldn't figure out a way to come back and beat Minnesota. They, they just kind of got beat up and down by Cincinnati. That's going to happen sometimes. Yeah. But that that's kind of my... So I just don't want to dismiss the Eagles as this, like, oh, they're tenant. But, I mean, really, they're not. Like, at, <laughs> okay, they're legit. so what if they're 9-2 and two or 8-3? and three? Then they have the same record as the Niners. Like, they're, re- they're just, they're really good. And all of this stems from when Ken Dorsey got fired and there was this discourse about Josh Allen. And <laughs> the discourse around Josh Allen was like, well, okay, the Bills haven't won very much, but how much does that matter? It's like, it matters a lot. It matters a lot. <laughs> That's the only thing that matters. In the end, it is. So I, I just, I, I think, and I know I'm I'm guilty of this sometimes where it's like you, you overthink it and you overlook it. But I just, as we, as we talked this week about the Eagles, I just wanted to make it very clear that I am of the mind that the Eagles are really good because they are 10 and one. And it's really hard to be bad and 10 and one. I totally agree with everything you just said. Okay. It is very right. difficult to be bad at 10 and one. <laughs> that's if you're 10 and one, the chances are you're pretty good. <laughs> All right. That's, that's just what I wanted to get off my chest. Let's get into some uh, Sacramento Kings. We'll get into some Las Vegas Raiders, some San Francisco 49ers. We're doing all of that with you up until noon right here on The Insiders. We're sponsored by Jiffy Lube on ESPN 1320, Sacramento Sports Leader. Now, back to The Insiders with James Hamm and Kyle Matson, Brought to you by Jiffy Lube on ESPN 1320. Yeah, it is. Back up for a holiday week. I hope everybody ate good this weekend. I ate a lot. I know that. Yeah, same. I think I probably added a few pounds, Kyle. That's why I went fruit smoothie instead of coffee. Just yeah. trying to regulate my body a little bit now. <laughs> it's funny when when we have holidays like this, uh, my wife usually gets in the mode of cooking more because we go out to dinner too much. Mm-hmm. Uh, but my wife's an excellent cook. I, I can cook. Uh, my wife is really good. And so like last night after having all this food, like a food coma all the way through the weekend, she decided to make like pork chops and and some sort of stuffing pudding. And it was like, what in the world is happening? Like, Sounds I, great. Yeah, we're just like, we're, we're not on a weight loss program, clearly, at this point. We just get, we, we gave in. I'm happy for you. That's great. What do you want? Would you rather, do you want to go, we can go multiple directions here. Do you want to go Kings or Niners slash Raiders? Um, let's go Niners. Let's go Niners. I'm okay. okay there. So the Niners beat the Seahawks 31 13. Mm-hmm. And the division is basically wrapped at this point. Yeah, it's done. The Niners would need to, I mean, unless the Niners go on another three game losing skid and they lose to Seattle in that stretch and uh, Seattle wins a bunch, then okay. But if the Niners keep playing as well as they're playing, the division's wrapped. Mm-hmm. So 
I I was a little bit surprised. You actually, credit to you here, because you almost predicted the score dead on the nose. You had 31-17, and the final score was 31-13. So congratulations to you on that. You get some applause. That's a very, very good prediction. But I just, I was really, really surprised at, I not at how well the Niners played. It's how bad Seattle is. I was I was floored. Yeah. Okay. By just they had they had nothing. They had eight their three of their points came from a long kick return. Okay. And their touchdown came from a, a pick six. Yeah, but like we had KJ on last week. Right. Yeah, KJ Wright. And KJ Wright told us like their offense is not good at all. It cannot do anything right now. Yeah, and it just I yeah, that but showed. It, it, he was correct, top to bottom. I thought maybe he was being a little bit dramatic. Mm-mm. But Pete Carroll came out and said, <laughs> on the radio the day after the game, he said, they commit a lot of penalties, their corners commit a lot of penalties, so we were trying to get them to commit penalties by throwing deep balls. Oh. Like, that was their game plan, was chuck it deep and hope for a flag. Yeah, but... And that's that's why... That's... that's why, that go that shows you where Seattle believes their offense is. Yeah, because DK Metcalf and, and Lockett, they combined for like sixty two yards. Yeah. Combined. Like they were they non factors yeah. at all. So I mean, I, I know having uh Kenneth Walker out is is actually a big deal for that team. Yeah. But maybe not because you can't run on the Niners anyways. So I don't think they would have been able to. Well that and they don't throw the ball uh to to Walker, they throw it to Charbonnet. Right. And so, like, I don't know what they have to offer. They they seem very, very limited. It seems just like a year ago they were like an offense that you were you were sh- shocked by. Yeah, but they you know they won games, and now I think we're we're looking at this team and going, okay, are they are they even like really it, even close to a top tier team? And I, just, I think they're not. They're very mid. They're very mid, and that's that was yeah. the surprise to me on Thursday was the Niners hanging up 31. It's like, okay, like that's all right. They had a good, they had a good offensive performance up there in Seattle, but holding Seattle to six points offensively. Yeah. It's really good. What did you make of the Brock Purdy uh, pick six? You know, I, I haven't, I haven't been able to like fully tell. I think it got tipped. Okay. At the line, but I still don't think it was a good throw. Yeah. I don't think that that's the reason the ball went way. It's not like it got batted in the air. It got tipped a little bit, and it was way behind McCaffrey. I, I just he missed the throw to Debo right before that, and then missed the throw to McCaffrey as well. Huh. So I just like a I momentary just, lapse. Yeah, and that's I think what you're going to kind of. I think that is where Brock Purdy is going to settle as a quarterback, where you're going to get the throws to Brandon Ayuk for the touchdown, and we'll get to that in a second. But then you're going to have. I don't know. I can't. I, I don't know what number to put on it. Two to four plays a game, mm-hmm. where it's maybe it's not even an interception, but it's just he just misfires to an open guy, and it's just kind of like, what yeah, was that? Like, but I, I mean, I would I would take the like I think that there's going to be a growth period here. Like he's still a young quarterback who's learning yeah. the NFL, and so for me, it's like yeah. Are you going to make some mistakes? Well, of course you are. But the fact is that he throws the ball downfield. He actually pushes mm-hmm. 
the envelope on what mm-hmm. is comfortable for a lot of people. Mm-hmm. And I'm all here. I'm here for it all day long. Me too. Like that's He's good. To, yeah, he is good. And it's it's not just a bunch of dink and dunk short passes. You know, there's some of those mixed in. Mm-hmm. But it's his ability to basically throw at all three levels that just makes him like to me really, really intriguing. And am I? I'm okay with six interceptions. Like that's where he's at right now. Like he's like tied for 19th in the league in interceptions. Yeah, six isn't bad at all with like eight other dudes. So I'm totally fine with that. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, like there could be a season where he has 12, but I expect in that 12 interception season that he's got like 42 touchdowns and the Niners are just a different passing team. Damn. Well, I that mean, that's, career. if like, he's wow. going to go up that high though, that's, that's kind of <laughs> yeah, where yeah. I would say, yeah. you know, if he's like, throwing it that much. Yeah. And, and I don't think that they're going to put him in a situation like that. I mean, they should already be scouting the world for the next, uh, McCaffrey just so yeah. you have him like ready to roll in a couple of years. But, yeah. uh, yeah, this is, uh, it's impressive watching him, watching him shine. So, I thought the touchdown throw to Ayuk was so. I thought the touchdown to George Kittle against the Jags was his best throw of his career. Okay, this one to me was infinitely better. And the fact that on that play where he goes play action with his back to the defense and then flips his hips and and has to you know reset his eyes. Yep, that he found Ayuk between four defenders and then also got it over the front two defenders and in front of the back two while hitting his receiver in stride that allowed him to take the ball into the end zone. That's the kind of big-time throw that makes me go, oh, he can... That's the kind of throw that you make at a big spot when your team is down five points in a playoff game and and you need a touchdown. Like, that's the kind of big-time throw that you never really saw from Jimmy Garoppolo. And that's why Jimmy Garoppolo, the offense is always, like, lacking a little bit. And I know that people will point to some of the peripheral numbers and they'll say, like, well, the EPA per play is a, is the same and the completion percentage over, expect, over expectation is, is the same or whatever it is. But when you look at, A, the depth of target, how far down the field he's pushing the ball and how consistently he's doing it, the lack of turnovers... And then the willingness to try and fit that throw in. Like, there's a reason that they're blowing teams out at a higher rate than they did with Jimmy Garoppolo. Kyle, I, and it's I because think, of plays like that. I think part of the issue that he has, he just makes it look too easy. Like it looks too simple. Like, and, and the hmm. throws he's making are super complex. Hmm. They're just perfect. Like yeah. so many of them are. You're watching it. You're like, that was an incredibly perfect pass. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's why I, like, early on, I started comparing him to Drew Brees. Mm-hmm. Like, there's just, like, an easiness to what Drew Brees did. To, to Tom Brady, there's mm-hmm. always an easiness. He just stood back there, totally calm. Mm-hmm. And then when it came time to make the throw, he made the throw. Mm-hmm. You know, so it's not like he's out there running around, slamming into people like Josh Allen. He's not a running quarterback uh, like Lamar Smith. He Lamar doesn't, Jackson. Uh, Lamar Jackson, I'm sorry. He doesn't do, uh, you know, the tricky flick plays that Mahomes does. Mm-hmm. He just makes it look simple. And then he basically, he does a lot of what Herbert does, except for he doesn't have like the disastrous moments time and time again. Mm-hmm. Maybe he doesn't have the arm strength. Okay, mm-hmm. I'll give you that. It's not the same, 
but it doesn't matter. He gets the ball there on time. Yeah. His timing is great. His his vision is great. Uh, I still would like to see him check down a little bit more, but overall, like this guy is turning out to be a a, a really, really high-level quarterback. I mean, leaning the league in, in uh, completion percentage, in QBR, in, uh, in rating, like everything. Mm-hmm. Just like he's killing it. He's playing really, really well. Now the now the next step is like sustaining this. Oh yeah, so as a full season it starts. What does this look like now in in two, three years, four years? And that's going to be the big question. What does he look like in Philly next week? That's going to answer a lot of questions, I think. And we'll we'll continue talking about that as the week goes on. Plenty more to get through uh, with that with that Niners Seahawks game and really projecting it out. Uh, over the rest of the season because that's kind of where our, our sights are set now, especially with that NFC title game rematch coming up. But let's shift, let's shift gears out of the Sacramento Kings. They had a couple of games while we were away. They had a game Wednesday against the Pelicans. They had a game Friday against the Timberwolves. We'll start diving into all of that. Plus, I know you're probably hearing a lot about the in-season tournament, where the Kings stand, this point differential stuff, Tuesday's game against the Warriors being a big one. We will break all of that down and explain all of it to you next that's James. I'm Kyle. We are the Insider, sponsored by Jiffy Lube here on ESPN, 13. ESPN 1320, Sacramento Sports Leader. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Now, back to the Insiders with James Hamm and Kyle Madsen. Brought to you by Jiffy Lube on ESPN 1320. I was going to say the Kings are rolling... Because I genuinely think, and James, this is where your recall of, of Kings games will, will come into play. Okay. I, I I can't, I personally can't remember a game, a win for the Kings, outside of game six of the playoffs last year. That was very impressive. But a regular season game where I've been more impressed with Sacramento. Then the game that that we just saw um, against Minnesota. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That that was their. their, Let me phrase it this way. 
That was their best regular season win since. Okay. Maybe last when, season. What game though? Man. I don't know. Like again, games for me, they always run in together. Okay. Right. So, I, I mean, I think the Kings have had impressive wins even like this season mm-hmm. where you get done with that win. You're like, oh, okay. That was, you know, they had this stretch where they like three out of four games were wire to wire finish, uh, wire to wire uh-huh. like wins. They just won six in a row, seven, six in a row, right? So, there's some great games mixed in there where you're like, hey, they handled a really, really difficult opponent. Um, but like overall, you're always you're always looking for a team to build on what they're doing and show you something else. And especially mm-hmm. after losing two games the way they did, like the Pelicans games, the first one was like horrendous. The second one, um, like it, it was a much better game. And actually I gave them props and people didn't like that I gave them props. Like sometimes you get beat. Sometimes you're on the road and a long road trip and you just flat out, you get beat. Yep. So, you know, I, I don't know, Kyle, like the Oklahoma City Thunder win to me was a really good win. Mm-hmm. The Cavs win was a really good win. Um, the Mavericks win where they went in, they just, they outlasted a team that was on the second night of a back-to-back. So I think when I look at the the Minnesota win, like you beat a team while two of their stars were going off. And that's a really good sign. If you can hang with a team. Mm-hmm that's not having like a bad night. You're just better. You're just a better team overall. Like you're hitting your shots. You're, you're doing what it is that you need to do. And you're playing without one of your best players in Keegan Murray. Mm -hmm. Like, I just think that that, that was one of the more complete games. And I also like, if we look at these last two games, I think it just really shines a light on how good Trey Lyles is, how much Trey Lyles means to this team, Mm -hmm. how much you can build off of what Trey Lyles is bringing to the table. And how, you know, that's the direction that this team needed. That's a player that this team needed. Like, they still need more. They still need a long athletic defender or two. Mm-hmm. They still need, you know, a shot blocker, a true shot blocker. Yeah. Um, but, like, you can see right away that, you know, Sasha Zetankov has held on the fort and they've been okay. But Trey Lyles is just at a different level. Yeah. Yeah, he is. He, I don't know. I... <laughs> I feel like we just didn't talk about his absence enough. Like just in it, it maybe maybe just I didn't. <laughs> but that felt like a a like that's a major cog for them that I just did not I didn't factor that in enough. I think a lot of people were surprised when he signed a 2-year like 16 million dollar deal. People are like Trey Lyles at 8 million dollars a year. You just didn't watch him play last year. There was, you know, like more than 10 games where the, the Kings would not have won if it yeah. weren't for Trey Lyles. Well, and, I, and so I understood he was, he's like a fine player. Yeah. But they are just so different with him on the court. Yeah. Yeah. Having like a, a stretch four, stretch five that's reliable, that yeah. doesn't make mistakes, that rebounds, that, you know, right now I, he's not going to keep shooting 46% from three. Uh, he can if he wants, but. Especially, <laughs> not going mean, to argue with it. He's shooting like six point three, uh, three pointers per game. Mm-hmm. That's crazy. Like, not only is he hitting, but he's taking them. Yeah. Like, if all of a sudden he's averaging six threes a game, mm-hmm. his team's going to be around forty five threes a game. Man. And and so I don't know. It just adds that other player that 
that does so many things. And again, not to like take away from Sasha, who I think has had some good games and some bad games early on, but it shows you the difference with with Trey Lyles. And I always said my my personal thought was that if Sasha could be as good as Trey, then you know that would be like a really good thing. And I got to be honest, I don't think he is. I think Trey's. No, a, I'd be shocked if he got there. Yeah, he's a more rounded player. He he, you know, is he the the flat out sharpshooter? Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe not, but that doesn't mean he's he to me. Trey Lyles is a very very important piece to what the Kings are doing. Trey Lyles falls in the class of player to me, and I'm not. I, I don't. I'm not. Uh, <laughs> just follow me here. Yeah, <clears throat> Trey Lyles is in the class of player to me. That is fine, but can swing a finals game where, hey, the Kings won the finals in six games, but the series turned in game three when Trey Lyles had 27 points and hit five threes. Yeah, I would put Trey Lyles in like one of those weird categories that you don't really. So like if you're building out a team and Mm -hmm. like you're the Golden State Warriors, like Trey Lyles isn't Andre Iguodala. But he might be Sean Livingston. That dude, that okay, Sean Livingston. I can't remember his twenty sixteen. So those yeah finals don't exist. But it was game one or two. He had like twenty five points. I think it was game one. Yeah, so it, it's him or it's like a David West. Mm-hmm. You know, it's those pieces that are so incredibly valuable that you don't really like understand how good they were until they're gone. Mm. And even that's where, you know, the one season where the Warriors just completely went in the tank after they won mm-hmm. a championship or they lost a championship, right? And then um, yeah, was, they lost in 2019 and then 2019-20 was the... Yeah. And it wasn't Steph that... Steph got hurt and they won 15 games here. Yeah, they still had a bunch of players, but what they didn't have was any of the depth. And even when they tried to rebuild the depth and they won the championship the other uh, two years ago... It was still suspect. I mean, Nemanja Bialica played a huge role on that team all the way through the season. He he wasn't big late, but um, it was that type of depth that that wasn't even at the same tier that you had before. And yeah. I thought that they wouldn't have a chance because they didn't have the same type of role players. And mm-hmm. again, Trey Lyles to me, like be a star in your role, mm-hmm. and I think he understands that, which is why I think we made him our Jiffy Lou player of the game for the New Orleans game. We did. We did. We did. That did I, happen. No hey. fanfare. No, like, that was that was that was great work by you to fit that in. I wasn't even I wasn't even paused. I wasn't even ready for that. So uh trailer shout out. Uh congratulations to him. That's his first Jiffy Lou fast break player of the game wins. So Trey Lyles wins, that means you, the listener, wins. So go to ESPN1320.com. Right there at the front, there's a Jiffy Lube contest page. You can't miss it. You click on that, you enter the code word Trey. Trey. T R E Y. Trey Day. Trey. Just Trey. T R E Y. Enter that as the code word, and you will be entered for a chance to win a $100 Jiffy Lube gift certificate. We're giving away one after every single game, which means two games while we are gone. We'll have another player of the game for you coming up a little bit later. But your first one is Trey. So get to ESPN1320.com right now. Get to the Jiffy Lube contest page and enter that keyword for your chance to win a $100 Jiffy Lube gift certificate shout out trey Lyles. shout out trey Lyles. trey Lyles, everybody yeah, trey Lyles. the reason i brought up the minnesota game and why it was so impressive to me was just like man this is best on best this is king's really good offense minnesota best defense in the league right now 
And they're holding opponents this year to 43.1% from the field. The Kings shot 49% from the field. Uh, from three, the Kings shot, where are we at? 48.6% from three. On how many attempts? On 35. So there's 17 of 35. Yeah. Minnesota holding teams to 33% from three this year. And the oh. Kings just kind of, and was Jaden McDaniels out? Like, yeah. And is he a good defender? For sure. But he is not accounting for eight and 13 percentage points. No. Like, that's just it. The Kings are just, I was, I didn't think they, like, I didn't think they had no chance. I thought they could definitely go in and win. And if they wound up being better than Minnesota at the end of the year, I wouldn't be shocked at all. In fact, I would probably bet on it. But for this game, where it's game six of a six game road trip, and it's, you've lost two in a row, and it's this really good, big defensive team. And to just go in and handle them the way they did, it was like, oh, like, okay. I, again, not not. I'm not shocked by the Kings beating any team. I think they can literally beat any team in the NBA, whether it's the Timberwolves, the Nuggets, the Sixers, or otherwise. But Celtics, I'll throw the Celtics in there. But how thoroughly they dominated Minnesota on the last game of a six-game trip and the urgency that they played with, knowing that, like, dude, you can't lose three in a row. You don't want to go home on a sour note where all of a sudden – your six-game road trip turns into a three-and-three three trip after you started three-and-zero, oh. and just the fact that they go in and, and kick ass like that was—I was blown away. And I can't remember the last time I left a Kings game that like impressed. Okay, yeah, I, I totally get what you're saying, and I would even point out like I'm not a big complaint about the officials guy. The officials were so embarrassing. Like the Kings took 11 free throws. Minnesota mm-hmm. took 29. <laughs> and you could say, well, the Kings shot a bunch of three pointers. No, the Kings shot 35 threes. They shot uh, 33, 35 to 33. Both teams took a bunch of free, uh, a bunch of threes. Not even that many per uh, modern NBA standards. <laughs> sure. The fact that they couldn't get a foul call and that some of these free throws that they do have, showed up in the final minute or two of the game. Yes, six six of their 11 free throws came in the final five minutes of the game. Yeah, it's an embarrassment. That's so what, bad. Dude. What we saw was an absolute embarrassment. I think it was Mark Davis that had like so many bad calls. And maybe I'm, maybe I'm wrong. One of the two games here, Mark Davis had a bunch of bad calls. But De'Aaron Fox got teed up uh, complaining about the officiating. And it just felt like every time that Anthony Edwards got anywhere near the basket, just like the same exact thing with Zion Williamson. Anytime Zion got anywhere, they called a foul. And I know the Kings are trying to be aggressive. They're aggressive. With them. There's no way that De'Aaron Fox doesn't, didn't get fouled more than like three or four times, which is what six free throw attempts is. Yeah. Like that's crazy. It's absolutely wild. And for them to just elevate, you know, that people, Demonis Sabonis fouled out of that game. Like, mm-hmm. for the Kings to to be able to maintain while playing against a very good team and having no calls go their way at all, I thought showed great composure, great ability to get through adversity. Yep. And at the same time, I mean, even Mike Brown, like, reviewed a, a call and was right. And you could tell, I think it is Mark Davis that called that game. He didn't even want to say it. You could see the look on his face was like, after review, the call has been overturned. Like, 
It was an embarrassment. Yeah. And so very, very bad. Yeah, very, very lopsided. And again, I'm not someone who comes on and and complains about officiating all the time. I'm not someone. It's not usually part of my six quick thoughts. Nothing. I'm the I'm the same way. I am always I get I get crap from people on this all the time when there's a bad call at the end of Niners Niners Browns this year. There were two calls in the last drive that didn't go the Niners way. There was a Tayshawn Gibson roughing and then there was a really ticky tack holding on Traverius Ward. Okay. And I'm always of the mind like, hey, don't be in a spot where the official decides the game. Yes. That is always where I land on officials. Like they're there, there's going to be good calls, there's going to be bad calls. And my my thought on it is over the course of a year, the good and bad calls for the most part even out. Whether you want to believe that or not, that's if you objectively watched the game, that's probably where you would land. Is yeah. it's about 50-50. But then there are games like what happened in Minnesota where you see Anthony Edwards on one end getting every touch foul. And then you see De'Aaron Fox on the other end going pinball between three defenders and getting nothing. Or having Anthony Edwards run up and slam into him in the backcourt. Fox, you know, flop a little bit. Mm-hmm. Sell it. Embellished a call, of course. Looked like, are you going to call it? Because you didn't call it on the other end. Right. You called me on the other end for for a touch foul. That's mm-hmm. not a touch foul, which has happened, and and nothing. And that's when he got the tech. He got a tech after that sequence right there. <laughs> um, and I, I just want to point out the Kings won by thirteen. I I felt like in that game, the officials and the idea of the uh, the end season tournament, it was in the officials' minds that the game was supposed to be close. And it didn't matter what they did. Huh. The Kings were still better. And there's nothing Minnesota could do. That that should have been a 20-something point blowout. Yeah, and, the Kings were way better. Yeah. Well, it, on that night, they were way better. Yeah. For sure. So, I, I mean, like Rudy Gobert was like a non-factor in that game. Like, you don't even remember him half the time, right? But it, for me, that was a game where it's almost like they all knew the point differential thing. And then for Fox to have to go and, and score late, mm-hmm. it was like, oh boy. My favorite part about this game was Kyle Anderson. Oh, slow-mo. Because he's my least favorite player in the National Basketball Association. Not least. He's on the Mount He's on the mount least more, though. Okay. Of players I don't like. With Luka and, and James Harden? Yep, they're both up there. I don't know if Lucas. I'd have to really think about that. I'll have that for you tomorrow. I just can't stand that Kyle Anderson's whole bit is watch how slow I can play the sport. It's annoying. It re- and now he's got the rec specs on, and there's just something about his face I don't like. It's the same thing with Zach Collins. I just don't like his face. Uh, that he was a minus 24 in 18 minutes was really good for my soul. I really needed that. I'm a hater, and my hating heart needed that. All right. That was one of my other favorite parts of Friday night. Okay. Yeah. Um, I, I have the whiteboard here, so we can yeah, explain let's, let's this. Talk, let's talk in-season tourney here. So the Kings finish up their in-season tournament group play tomorrow at home against the Golden State Warriors. Draymond Green will be back for that one. Real quick, quick, quick thing on Draymond. He spoke to the media for the first time uh, yesterday. Okay. A couple days ago, yesterday. And was more or less like, I'm not going to change the way I play, da-da-da-da-da. Like, bro, nobody's asking you to do that. They want you to stop performing MMA moves on your opponents. 
Stop kicking. Stop punching. Stop choking. Stop doing all that. And just go play basketball. Just play basketball. If you're going to get teed up for yelling at the refs and being passionate, fine. Okay, you'll live with that tech. If that that's what gets you fired up and motivated to be good on defense. But it's the kicks and punches and chokeholds that are not within the scope of basketball that people would like you to stop. And I don't think that's a crazy ask. Anyways, I was just really annoyed by the fact that he continues to have no repentance. Is that the word I'm looking for? Repent. Is that the word? Yeah. He did. He, he, for his, for his actions. Yeah. Absolutely insane to me. Anyways, that was zero accountability. It's, a, it's yeah. wild. But okay, let's talk in season tournament. Okay. So let's let's roll out some scenarios. Let's start with Kings Warriors tomorrow night. Kings win. Kings win. They advance. Oh, let's see. Oh my god. Kings win. Here we go. <laughs> if the Kings win, That's they great. advance. Just straight up. It's easy. over. Okay, that's easy. Okay. That's the easiest thing. The Kings win. Now, here we have right now, the Kings are currently 3-0 and with a plus 29 point differential for the for the end season tournament. Mm-hmm. The Warriors are 2-1 and with a plus 5, but they lost to the Timberwolves. The Timberwolves are 2-1 and with a minus 3. So what this means is if the Kings lose to the Warriors and the Timberwolves win, I mean lose, let's just say the Timberwolves lose, and the Warriors beat the Kings. The Warriors advance because the first uh, uh, tiebreaker is head-to-head. But if you have three teams that are tied, all of which who have beat each other, the next tiebreaker goes to um, goes to point differential. So, again, if the Kings lose but the Timberwolves win, then it gets totally chaotic. <laughs> That's where you this— chaos. <laughs> chaos, Yes. So, so again, the if the Kings lose, the Warriors beat the Kings, but the Timberwolves win, then we start looking at point differential. If again the the Warriors somehow let me see, there we go, if the Warriors beat the Kings by there's a plus twenty four there, right? So if the Warriors beat the Kings by twenty four and they tie. As far as point differential, at like a because that would pull the Kings. Actually, it's it's not that because the Kings would lose their point differential. Whatever it is, like there's a, a a bubble here where the Warriors have to make up a ton of a ton mm-hmm. of points, but it's not as complex as people think. And if somehow Minnesota goes in and just blows out OKC, then okay, then Minnesota could could jump over both these teams, but it's going to be complicated. So the third tiebreaker, uh, so it goes points and then head-to-head, and then I think the third tiebreaker is total points in the tournament. If if there's a three-way tie, there's no way for the Kings to finish above the Warriors in point differential. I mean, not in point differential, in total points scored during the the tournament. Because right now the Warriors lead like 360 to 358. Mm-hmm. And then... The um, the Timberwolves are way down at like three thirty two or something. Mm-hmm. The war uh, the uh, Timberwolves would have to score a ton. They'd Good have more. to beat OKC by a ton, but none of that matters. If the Kings win, they're in, and we don't have to discuss this anymore. 
And then they go to the knockout phase where there are eight teams and they go through the knockout phase and we see how, how the And that's like. all in Vegas. Um, the first two, uh, I think the first game is on the 6th. Let's see, we have, um, no, no, it's the 5th, the 7th, and the 9th. I think the first games are in market on the 5th. Got it. The second game might also be in market, and then the final would be on the 9th in Vegas. It's complicated. I think the semifinals in Vegas as well. It's possible. Yeah. So you get a couple of days in Vegas right before, you know, if you if you're one of the top four teams left, that would be fun. So and then if they do somehow make it to the finals, the finals are on December 9th. So when you're in That's what matters. If you lose, you need Minnesota to win, and then it goes into this crazy hopper of point differential. So again, if the the Warriors beat the Kings by 10. That would put their point differential at a plus 15. And the Kings at a plus 19. And a plus, and the Kings at a plus 19. So the Kings would still be in decent shape. And then Minnesota would have to outscore OKC not only by, uh, by because right now they're a negative three. So they would have to take that. So if we're talking about the Kings being a plus 17. Just one team goes? What do you mean? From each group? Only one team goes because there is a wild card, but there's no way for uh, I I don't believe there's any way for the Kings or um, or uh, Warriors or or Timberwolves for that matter to get point differential. Well, okay, I guess so. The Min- Kings are in, but Minnesota Kings are- could get a point differential enough to beat the Suns. The Suns have a higher point differential than everybody. The so, Suns are in this group too. No, the Suns are oh. the Suns are in another group, oh, but they're the already card, the wild saying. card. Got it. Got it. Got yeah, it. they've okay, pretty much the already card, secured the wild card. I was going to be shook if the Suns also played a role in all this because I would have had no idea. Yeah. So basically, the Kings just need a win, and yeah. that's what matters. Yeah. And if actually, they lose, they just can't lose by a million. Yes. Oh. Yeah. Oh. So so it, it's it's not it's not it's not that bad. Well, no. They can't lose by a million, but they need Minnesota to win. That's the other thing. The only way for them to to make it through it is if oh. there's a three-way tie. So, and and people are sitting here saying the wild card goes to the Spurs uh, the the Suns no matter what because they're a plus 34. That's not actually the case because Minnesota is a negative three right now. If they beat, um, if they beat OKC by thirty-seven, they would tie with the Suns, and they could conceivably get in. Although in that scenario, they would probably be the number one seed, and then the Kings and Warriors would not. I hope this cleared everything up for everybody. Yeah, <laughs> it's chaotic. Winning in. That's that's when and you're in and that's it. And we don't have to do complicated math. You know, I was going to look up uh, and and check to see when these two all, all these games are played. Right. So um, is is Minnesota playing? I think Minnesota's playing the um, what day uh, they're playing Tuesday as well. They have a five o'clock start. So the Kings will know going into that game what the math is. And it will be wild. They'll know exactly because, you know, that game should be over by seven o'clock. Well, it might be within a couple of minutes. So they'll have an idea. Dang. Dang. Yeah, it should be fun. 
I hope so. Yeah. So you it, can. There is a way in which the Warriors could crush the Kings, and and they're pushing their point differential way crazy high, and then Minnesota could crush o, uh, OKC, push their win total way up high, and then both of those teams could get in. There's no way for the Kings to be a wild card because it would take them losing by a bunch. Right. It would take them losing to the Warriors and then losing tiebreaker. Got it. Okay. Got it. Winning in. That's what I'm going with. There it is. For the next couple of days, uh, the Kings win. They are onto the knockout stage of the in-season tournament, which has been a pleasant surprise for me. We can keep talking about that. We'll also tell you about what else happened in the NFC this week, how it affects the Niners, and how things are shaping up heading into a big NFC Championship game rematch in Philly on Sunday. That's James. I'm Kyle. We're the Insiders, and we're sponsored by Jiffy Lube here on ESPN 1320. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 